PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, December 29th, currently 1232 on the East Coast. And joining me to break down the NBA Wednesday night player props as usual on Wednesday, it's the man that does it both on and off the court for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, as well as hosting his own radio show, as well as a YouTube live show that I tune into very frequently. Great stuff on there. It's Scott Reichel. Scott, how are you feeling this uh, Wednesday afternoon, buddy? Yeah, it feels pretty good. You got more bowl games on, assuming none of them get canceled, which is always a tough ask nowadays. Fingers but crossed. basketball <laughs> has been uh, pretty, let's just say, eventful, because when you're betting, you don't know who's playing anymore, which is always a fun sweat. But the Nets uh, made some moves for the past couple of weeks, mostly getting a part-time player who can't play any home games and potentially can't play in the NBA Finals because they'll probably face a team from California. But that's a separate story, you know? But Durant cleared protocols. Harden looked great the other night, 39-15. Feels pretty good. How's it going with you? It's going well, man. I mean, um, like you said, right, we have uh, basketball. I mean, NBA's been full swing, but... I'll ask you a question in a second about the betting part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of guys that obviously because of health and safety protocols and, and the new variant going around that guys are into entering the health and safety protocols. You're seeing a lot of guys uh, getting these 10 day contracts and, and bouncing from team to team where they kind of need it. So it's been kind of interesting to see who's been starting in the uh, starting in games and who's been on the bench for some of these teams coming off of the bench and, and providing significant minutes for these teams that are really struggling with the health and safety protocols. But um, yeah, like you mentioned uh, James Harden last or the last game against the Clippers. I mean, he looked like the James Harden that at least I'm used to seeing when he was with the Houston Rockets and maybe it's something about him playing the Clippers or these LA teams where he just plays well, but um, yeah, Brooklyn Nets, Getting uh, Kevin Durant back, like you mentioned, uh, clearing health and safety protocols, getting Kyrie back on a part time basis until, you know, he decides to, you know, whatever he wants to do with his vaccination status is up to him. But, yeah, Brooklyn's starting to look really good. The question I do want to ask before we uh, get into some other topics um, and then before we get into our player props, um, Scott, is that 
it's almost like you have to wait till game time to bet a lot of these games. Um, is that kind of how you're approaching betting sides or, or totals uh, for the NBA right now? Just because we're getting news by the hour and by the minute of guys either entering health and safety protocols or guys that are clearing health and safety protocols. So what's kind of been your approach, uh, at least for side and total um, betting the NBA so far? Yeah, I guess that's one of the plus and minuses of having a YouTube show because you have to get the videos out the morning of, if not the night before. So I have to automatically make a pick on an NBA game, regardless of knowing any COVID breaking news stuff. So I have to hope that works out. So I do have to give out one play every day early with some gambling being involved on the actual COVID protocol stuff. But for the most part, I've been waiting until right before I know you might lose a point or two, which of course can come back to bite you. I'd rather lose one point than potentially five. If a starting, if a star player is not playing. So it's not ideal, but you do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like, I think a prime example is on Monday when we were giving out our picks on the NBA gambling podcast and I had locked up um, the Chicago bulls against the Atlanta Hawks, just because of all the guys that they had in health and safety protocols. And a couple hours later, we find out that Trey Young uh, cleared health and safety protocols and was able to play for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. But luckily for me, uh, even with that news and line moving against me, the the Chicago Bulls were still able to um, uh, cover the spread in that game. But yeah, you're right. I think there's a lot of opportunities that, again, in live betting also, uh, as we kind of approach these games in the NBA, and then also kind of waiting closer to game time. Uh, for or for um, you know betting a side or a total, whichever way you bet. But today, I know we were talking offline, and we usually like to have some type of discussion topic, whether it's about a player or whether it's about a team. I know we've talked about the Lakers a lot. We did that this morning on the NBA Gambling Podcast as well. Um, but we're kind of pivoting to another team this week, and and it's usually Scott's segment about he likes to rant or applaud a team, but. Uh, this week, it's the Boston Celtics. Uh, Scott, I'll give you the floor. Uh, Boston Celtics, what's going on over there in the city of Boston? So, of course, we got to recap what happened during the offseason. Brad Stevens ended up b- moving on to a front office position and then they're bringing in a brand new coach who apparently the players like. I believe they what came in seventh in the FIBA competition when he was the coach at the time. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, you're right. But apparently the players like him. Either way, the Celtics are 16 and 18. The roster is too talented to be 16 and 18. And I know that the bench is non-existent, and I'm fully aware of that. But when you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I know Tatum's now in COVID protocol, and he has some injuries involved, but they got to be better. There's really not much more you got to add, right? I mean, you got Horford, who's a decent power forward at this point in his career. Robert Williams, I really like. I think he's really good. I'm not exactly sure if he has a skill set that I can compare to anybody else, mm-hmm. but he's definitely a unique big who's extremely valuable from what you can actually just see based on the wow plays he has per game. I also like Pritchard. I think he's a pretty good player. And yet I have to roast this team all the time because for whatever reason, they are abysmal in the fourth quarter of games. And it happened the other night. They played against Minnesota. Minnesota was missing all five starters for that game, and Boston was up by eight points at half. Now, eight points doesn't sound that much. Yeah. However, when you're against a team using their entire bench with zero starters, 
you got to like your chances. And they got outscored by 16 in the second half. I don't really know what else to say about the Celtics team besides the fact that it seems like Jalen Brown and Tatum just take turns running isolation in the fourth quarter, and they have no ball movement at all. Marcus Smart still takes a bunch of shots during the entire game that he probably shouldn't be taking. Romeo Langford, I have no idea why he's playing 30-something minutes a game. I don't think he's any good, just being honest. Pritchard, I really like. I think he's good. I think Williams is good. Horford has missed some time, but I do like him as a whole. He's not going to wow you, but he's a pretty steady power forward. But they're 16 and 18, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that it's not the end of the world. They should be so much better than 16 and 18. Wouldn't you agree? I agree 100%, especially when you have a talent like like you talked about with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, These guys are so young, right? And then, I mean, uh, compared to the up-and-coming stars, so we talk about the Devin Bookers, we talk about the Jason Tatums, Jalen Browns. These two guys are going to be the face of your franchise if you decide to keep them together for years and years to come. It's the talent or the roster around them that I think that the Boston Celtics have really struggled with. I mean, did they yeah. did they just mail in the bench during the offseason? <sighs> it seems like they did, right? Because who is the first guy off the bench right now for them? Is De- Dennis Schroeder is a starter on this team, correct? For the Celtics? He's supposed to be. He's missed some time. But yeah, yeah. right now you're rolling out like Grant Williams, bit of canter in there, or sorry, and his freedom at this point. Freedom, yeah. Get it right. They don't have anybody. <laughs> they don't have anybody. Yeah. So I get that you can talk about how the Celtics still have some star talent. They've missed some time. I get it. But true, there's a lot of players on a lot of teams have missed time because of COVID. So I'm not going to give them the, the excuse of that because a lot of teams have had to deal with that as well. But Brad Stevens, I liked as a coach back at Butler. I thought he's a very good basketball mind. Yeah. I didn't get the coaching hire. I don't understand the roster moves at all. I really have no idea what they're doing besides treading water. And they're not even treading anymore. They've been getting worse. It's like they're slowly and slowly drowning every year. Am I missing something? I feel like they need a true point guard on this roster because I don't because I don't think Marcus Smart is that true point guard. Like he's it's in between like him being a defensive guy that's guarding the best defense or the best player on the opposite team. And then you're also kind of giving him the uh, point guard duties. And I'm not a fan of Dennis Schroeder. I don't think I've ever been a fan of him. And I, I don't think that I don't th- it seems like he's not a true team player. Um Throughout his career, I mean, he made the huge mistake of not signing that contract extension with the uh, Lakers. Um, But that's a separate conversation. But I think they need to go out and get a true point guard to play alongside Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. I think that's what they're missing. The front court, I agree with you. I like Robert Williams. Uh, He should be playing 30 to 35 minutes a night for this team. Al Horford, again, he's come back to play for this Boston Celtics team. He's also a great formidable veteran to have in the locker room and on the floor to play what 20 to 25 minutes a night for you. But I feel like they need that point guard on this roster to kind of propel them to being a top three, top four team in the Eastern conference. And that's crazy to say, because when you have two players like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on your roster, you should be in that conversation of being a top three or top four team in the Eastern conference, but they aren't right now. So I don't know, man. I mean, what direction do you think this team should go in at the trade deadline? Do they need to go all in and trade for a guy like Damian Lillard if he's available or that type of player? A Ben Simmons type? What do you think? I think you should try. Of course, Simmons is a separate case where truth is, if I was the GM of a team, I don't know if I'd want Ben Simmons because A, the contract, B, 
he's extremely limited offensively, and you know you can't trust him in a playoff series. And C, you don't exactly know when he's going to actually play. So there are a lot of red flags with Simmons. I wouldn't want him. Lillard, I would. Of course, there's a huge contract to boot, but you're Boston. You can deal with that. So the direction's tricky because I'm still not convinced Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can play together. And people keep trying to make the case, oh, they made it to the Eastern Conference title or the the Eastern Conference Finals, and they lost to LeBron in an embarrassing showing in Game 7. But the East was awful that year. Yeah, And you've looked at every year since then, it seems like they really take turns going ISO all the time with really no off-ball movement whatsoever. Have you seen any type of chemistry or any type of actual flow when both of them are on the court at the same time? Because it seems like they just take turns. Yeah, and that's why I think that they, they kind of need to get that point guard in and they need to have a better offensive system in that fourth quarter because you're right. It's a lot of time it's, hey, give the ball to Jason Tatum, let him go one-on-one, play iso ball, next possession. Yeah, but you're mentioning down. a point guard. And let, let's just say best-case scenario, of course, the dream scenario for any team's Chris Paul, if you're looking for a point guard. But, that, of course, that's not available. So you can talk about, let's just say, I know he got injured, a Rubio. Somebody who's a good facilitator of the ball. Yeah, and that's the type of point guard that I mean. I like. I'm not talking about like, yeah, you know, like a Chris Paul, but like a guy that can you know get your offense set up, get the guys in the right spots. Like like you just mentioned, I think a Rubio is a perfect example of what this team I think kind of really needs. Three years from now, Josh Giddy. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but yeah, yeah. The way <laughs> the way I'm looking at it is, even if you had a Rubio on this team, hypothetically speaking, can Brown or Tatum play off the ball? Because I'm pretty sure I have not seen them play off the ball for the last five years. I, I'm not. I, I, I'm maybe, not sure either. Nobody and, knows. Yeah. So a point guard would help maybe just to organize things. But if your best two players don't really do anything off the ball, yeah. then are we sure that these two guys are just not meant for each other? Because we're talking about it. I know Zion hasn't played all year. We brought up the, in the past, especially me that I don't think Ingram and Zion work together at all because they need the ball in their hands all the time. Ingram thinks he's an alpha. He's not. Zion's clearly the better player when they're healthy. And I feel like it's the same case here. Now, it's not as easy to determine which of the two is better between Brown and Tatum in this case. Mm -hmm. I actually think Brown's a better all-around player, but maybe I'm in the minority there. Yeah, I just think that it's a little bit... I'd say concerning for Celtics fans when your best two players have really looked like they don't re- they don't flow together offensively. So would you make the case then? Would you? I mean, does a trade for Ben Brandon Ingram for a Jalen Brown make sense? I think. Ah, uh, I don't think that would really solve anything because I don't know if oh, I know for a fact Brandon Ingram cannot play without the basketball either. So that doesn't help. Yeah. But it was more just talking about the core of the roster being underwhelming. The bench isn't good either. I'm not sure the coach is very good. That still remains to be seen. But I'm just willing to throw it out there that I am not sold on the duo of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I get they're both really talented individual players. Yeah. But at some point, you got to remember it's a team game. And these two guys, time and time again, year in, year out, will get you a anywhere from a six seed to a three seed. And that's pretty much it. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think that Jason Tatum is only 23 years old still. I mean, I know he came into the league very, very early, but 
it's crazy to think him and Peyton Pritchard are both 23 years old. And obviously the upside with Jason Tatum is, is, is significantly higher, but am I being harsh here? Cause I, cause I feel no, like no. somebody has got to bring up the fact that Brown and Tatum have just not looked good together for the last couple of years. No, they haven't. And then the, at what point does the question come up that you have to trade one of these guys at some point, but who I would think, you trade? I think it would probably have to be Jalen Brown that you would trade. I think that the general consensus is that Tatum's the better player because he's gone for 50 before. He's had some huge offensive games. I actually like Jalen Brown more because I think Brown's a better defensive player. Yeah, definitely. I don't don't know if Tatum can guard anybody. Yeah, Jalen Brown, I'll agree with you. They're definitely a a better defensive player. But at at a point, it's going to come where you're either going to have to go all in and go out and get another a legitimate guard point guard in this league or super but what is all in what's an attainable all in that turns this team into a serious oh we can beat brooklyn with Kyrie playing half the games i think it'd probably have to be like damian lillard like we talked about i mean that's the all in at this point i mean i don't it doesn't seem like what would he cost you you would have to probably they would ask for one of jalen brown and jason tatum in that scenario so i don't think that um, they are what the Boston would be willing to. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the mentality is. I mean, it seemed like they had an opportunity when they had all the draft capital when Danny Ainge was the general manager there, but he was gun shy about pulling the trigger for a big name. I know they had Kyrie Anthony but, Davis, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, again, that didn't work out for them either. So I don't know, man. It's it's going to be an interesting conversation. But at one point, do you think that they have to blow it up into this season, next season? When do you think that is? I just don't know how much longer you can twiddle your thumbs and expect different results. Now, this year, they're not going to do anything because you make the argument they're making a transition, the new GM, the new coach. There are some excuses that are built in from timing that you can make an argument telling the fan base, keep the pitchforks away. It's a process. We'll work on it. Now, the issue is the process has been for the last, I don't know, five years, and you have a a game seven at home loss, embarrassingly, to show for it, and that's it. So, Ainge, I thought, did a terrible job when it came to really getting reinforcements for the team, but that's not a hot take. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And I feel like the new regime with Stevens, et cetera, did basically the same thing, except they did not address their bench at all. So, they didn't even make any improvements to the actual roster. Yeah. But I am curious how much longer you can look at them like a Philadelphia a bunch of players acquired through top 10 draft picks. They have nothing to show for it. And you wonder when they're going to blow it up. Yeah. I know Jason Tatum just agreed to a, a five-year contract extension as well uh, with the Boston Celtics that kicks in. I believe it was this season that it kicked in. So is, is that fair to group them? I grew Boston with Philly because people are expecting this team to compete for championships for the last decade and change. And they haven't been close. Yeah, I think you could group those two teams together. I think it's been Milwaukee that's been the king of the Eastern Conference last couple of years. Um, or LeBron whenever he was there. Yeah, oh, yeah, when LeBron was there, obviously. And then right now it's, it's going to be Brooklyn with their big two and a half, I guess we can say, mm-hmm. <laughs> with Kyrie only being able to play road games. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens with Boston. I mean, they're, they're going to have to make either some type of move of bringing in a guy or blowing this thing up. So, Do you um, think Portland would take a trade? Lillard for, let's just say, Robert Williams and two first-round picks? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think they would want one of Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Back of course, in that's what they would want. Yeah, but, but I don't Boston think they would. No, I don't think, I don't think Portland would. 
Um, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's, I'm just it's, asking because yeah, if we're, we're talking yeah. about potentially building a big three. Yeah. So assuming that those two Brown and Tatum are not on the table, then you're pretty much trading Robert Williams, who I'm sure a lot of teams like and draft capital, mm-hmm. maybe throw in Pritchard. But as we yeah. said before, the bench is terrible. So what else are you offering? I think we just have to throw in Marcus Smart too, because it feels like his name is always in trade yeah, rumors fair. at every trade deadline. But well, Smart makes a lot of sense because Portland yeah. can't guard anybody, so that yeah. definitely helps out. But then again, you have to wonder how delusional these general managers are with the actual asking prices, because I don't know what Lillard's worth right now. He's been good for the last couple of games, but it's not like Portland's winning anything anytime soon. Yeah, and, and again. Damon Lillard's getting up there in age as well compared to what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are right now. Like I mentioned, uh, Jason Tatum is 23 years old, and and I believe Jalen Brown's either 25 and, you know, Lillard's 31. I mean, still he still has good years ahead of him, but I think going back on that trade scenario, would you would Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, and a couple first-round draft picks get it done? If you were a Portland GM, would you take that? For Damian. I think you have to consider it. I, I'm not saying they would or they wouldn't. I think McCollum is more likely to be on the table than Lillard. Oh, yeah. He's got the whole he's got the lung issue, so we got to wait and see there. Yeah. But I know Minnesota's building something there. Would that type of package work with a Minnesota? Maybe. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think it would. Getting back draft picks, I, I think that who would you trade it for? Would you think Cat would be on the move? Potentially, but this year it seems that they actually have a decent core. They're going to yeah. test out Edwards and Russell and they're 16 and 17, so they're not like an awful team. But I am curious if that type of package was available mm-hmm. for a team like Minnesota. Hell, even the Lakers, if they wanted to blow up Anthony Davis's contract and they just wanted to get rid of him. Not likely, but I'm kind of just going crazy at this point. If that situation was <laughs> available, would you be willing to acquire a damaged goods Anthony Davis for the hopes of building a big three? Maybe. I think you would have to consider it with the potential that of Anthony Davis, right? When they won the title, he looked like he was a top five player in this league. Ever since they acquired Westbrook, he looks to me, he before he got injured, he looked lost on offense. Like it seemed like they didn't know what to do with Anthony Davis with, well, he also with can't shoot. Westbrook. Yeah. In the lineup. So I mean, yeah, that's a we we we've talked about the Lakers out of volume, but yeah, for Boston, again, to kind of wrap it up here, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens going into the offseason. Like you said, I don't think anything major is going to happen at this trade deadline, but the offseason is definitely going to be interesting for the Boston Celtics. Uh, any other final thoughts uh, for Boston, uh, Scott, before we get into our player props? Uh, I think the main question you just have to ask once again, are they going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline? And people immediately want to say buyers. Yeah. But I don't know, A, who's available, and B, what type of resources you even have? Because besides Marcus Smart, who I think should be traded, mm-hmm. truth is I'm shocked he wasn't traded once he called out the best two players on the team for not passing the ball. <laughs> that, that was like, what, third week of the season? He was shooting 30% from the floor, and he was yeah. calling people out for taking bad shots. Marcus yeah. Smart, calling people out for taking bad shots. That's a little bit of a, I'll just say <laughs> ironic, but still, I think he's gone. I don't think he's going to stick around. But what else can you do? Your team isn't very good. Yeah. Definitely will be interesting times to see what happens in Boston as the season progresses here. Then we eventually get into the offseason later on. But, hey, we have NBA right now. We're approaching the halfway mark for a lot of these teams. Um, 
So we'll definitely be keeping, and then the trade rumors with the trade deadline approaching will start. The rumors we saw heating up then, so those will be fun conversations as well. Uh, Scott, let's put a bow on that. Let's come back uh, after the break. We'll get into our player props uh, for the Wednesday night schedule in the NBA. College football championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. There was a few games that were in town here and that I wanted to go see to purchase tickets for, and I went over to TickPick.com and they made it so easy, and the fees were non-existent compared to all these other websites that are selling tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on any other ticket site, TickPick will give you 110%. That's right, 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college, football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Bet $5 and win $400 in free bets. There's also this really great promo they just came out with. Win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. That's right, a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. All you have to do is bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at the Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and travel credit of $5,000. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. All right, coming off of the break, uh, Scott, let's get into our player props. I'll give you the floor first. Uh, What's your first player prop for tonight? So I got to start off with arguably the best center in the league, LeBron James. And I'm looking at his rebounds. I'm going over eight and a half rebounds at plus 104. I was really tempted to take the points because we know LeBron's been a lunatic with points for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But you're giving me plus money for a guy that's playing center. And you go through the actual numbers. He's done really well rebounding the basketball. He's recorded at least nine rebounds in five of the last six games. He played center last night, as I said before. It went well. He'll play center again. And he's played at least 34 minutes in each of the last 14 games because, duh, your team's not very good. He's he's one of the best players in the league. You got to play him as much as possible. So you definitely have the volume. You have the position that you need. And you have a guy who's been constantly getting himself involved on the glass. Give me LeBron over eight and a half at plus money. 
Yeah, I've been blindly uh, um, betting on LeBron's points and rebounds to go over, and it's done that ever since uh, Anthony Davis went down with the injury since December 19th. Um, 31 and 14 over again last night against the Rockets. He had 11 rebounds previous to that. was two, two games, nine rebounds each. So, um, yeah, I think, like you said, they started LeBron at the center position. I think they'll do that again tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, if, the, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. So, you know, I think you got to continue writing that. So I've already bet LeBron points and rebounds to get over tonight. But for you to find this at plus money, uh, especially a guy that's been rebounding well without Anthony Davis, um, I definitely can get behind LeBron James uh, rebounding uh, props um, going against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Um, for my first player prop, I will also stay with the Lakers there. Um, I'm going to take Malik Monk. Over 15 and a half points tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, look, Malik Monk returned to the lineup for the uh, Lakers over his last two games. He was in health and safety protocols, got cleared, put back in, and then he finally cleared, has been able to uh, play against the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day, as well as last night against the Houston Rockets. And since he's returned, Malik Monk has scored 20 and 25 points, respectively, in those two games. He's also getting the minutes because this entire Lakers team is either injured or in health and safety protocols. Um, he played 35 minutes against the Brooklyn Nets, and I believe he played 40 last night. So no shortage of minutes from Malik Monk for this Lakers team. Um, and again, I think he should be getting the minutes tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. He still has young legs, so it's not like he's going to be tired in a back-to-back situation uh, for the Lakers. So Malik Monk, uh, over 15 and a half points tonight at even money uh, for tonight against the Grizzlies, Scott. Yeah, Malik Monk, in my opinion, is what Lakers fans want Taylor Hort- Horton Tucker to be. Yeah. But he's not. I'm a huge fan of Monk. I think he's just a good player. So I don't mind that. We know that he can shoot. He got to the foul line eight times last game. So he can also get actually some, <laughs> let's just say, productive possessions going downhill. And that's something you can't say much about the Lakers role players. So, yeah, I don't mind that play either. Yeah, especially if you're going to go with that same starting lineup like they did against the Rockets last night. Um, Malik Monk should be in that starting lineup um, for the L.A. Lakers. So hopefully he's able to uh, repeat the performance that he's had over the last two games since returning to the lineup for the Lakers. Uh, Let's get to your next player prop. Uh, Scott, what do you got? So going to the Hornets and Pacers game, I'm looking at Gordon Hayward. And his point number is at 18 and a half. I'm taking the under at minus 118 on Fox bet. Now, Gordon Hayward had one of the best games, if not the best game of his career on the 15th. He had 41 points against the Spurs. He pretty much used up all his points for the rest of the season because (laughs) for the last four games, he's been terrible. He scored less than 11 points in each of the last four. He's dealing with a bit of a back issue, so he's had a couple of some minute restrictions. Apparently, it's been lifted a little bit, but... He's played less than 31 minutes in each of the last six games, so they are limiting to some degree. But when you've scored less than 11 points in each of the last four and your number is 18 and a half, I have to blindly take the under. <laughs> it's funny that you said when he scored 41 against the Spurs, he's, he emptied the clip out and pretty much has been a disaster ever since then. And Yeah, he has been. You're right. I mean, yeah, he's in single digits in three of the last four games. He only scored 10 against the Rockets. He literally put the team on his back, so he's had back issues after the first game. Yeah, and he hasn't been shooting the ball well either in the last four games. I mean, last game, he only got up seven shots against the Rockets. He didn't hit four, but prior to that, one of 10, four of 13, two of eight. So, 
um, you know, for it's him eight to, shot attempts. Yeah. Eight shot attempts. The guy's team, the guy's player prop numbers is 18 and a half. He took eight shot attempts in a game within the last week. Yeah. And I think that just provides more value on guys like uh, Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball to score the basketball tonight, especially when they don't have PJ Washington and Miles Bridges in the lineup. So um, yeah, continue riding the slump here for the, uh, for Gordon Hayward uh, of the uh, Charlotte Hornets tonight. So under uh, 18 and a half, you said, uh, Scott? Uh, yeah, 18 okay. and a half at around minus 118. Yeah, don't hate that. Um, for my next player prop, I'm going to go over to that Atlanta Hawks and Chicago Bulls game. I'm going Cam Reddish over 19 and a half points. And this really is down uh, for the uh, Atlanta Hawks to two players who can score the basketball for them. And that's Trey Young and Cam Reddish. The Hawks have 12 players who are currently in the health and safety protocol. So someone is going to have to score for this um, Hawks team. And I think Cam Reddish last game against the Chicago Bulls scored 33 points. They saw the return of Trey Young. So those are the two guys that are really going to have to take on the scoring load. He's going to have to play a lot of minutes again tonight for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. The blowout potential is there, but at the same time, I think he's going to have to continue playing. Uh, even if they are getting blown out because they don't have the players I think they only went eight or nine deep in that game on Monday against the uh, Chicago Bulls. Uh, so I am taking the uh, taking Cam Reddish over 19 and a half points tonight against the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that number seems a bit low. It should be yeah. somewhere in the 20s. But I said in the NBA Slack uh, channel, Cam Reddish has never seen a shot that he doesn't like. <laughs> He's going to keep shooting. So he might be three for 10. Don't worry about it. He'll take another 15 shots. So I do think he has the ultimate green light based on his personality. He's not going to stop shooting. It doesn't go in early. Yeah. And I think that again, he's, he's getting the shot attempts. He's getting the minutes. So um, uh, definitely has to survive or provide that scoring punch with Trey young tonight uh, against the Chicago bulls. So yeah, this is another guy like a Jordan Clarkson that has the ultimate green light. Uh, to shoot the ball, uh, to shoot the ball, especially with all the guys that they do have out. Scott, let's get your last player prop, man. What do you got? So I'm going to look at a matchup between the Trailblazers and the uh, Utah Jazz, and I'm looking at Norman Powell, and his point total is 20 and a half. I'm taking the under at minus 105 on DraftKings. He scored less than 17 points in three of the last four games. We know Powell's a pretty good three point shooter. The issue is Utah ranks fourth in the league and opposing three-point percentage. So they are pretty good at contesting three-pointers. And Powell has not fared too well against the Jazz over the last couple of years. He faced the Jazz three times last year. He scored less than 18 points in each meeting. So you have a number of 20 and a half. We know Lillard offensively started to get it back together, but that also means he's taken a bunch of shots. So I do think you will see Powell struggle a bit. He could get hot from three. He could go over. This game also has a bit of blowout potential because Mm -hmm. the Jazz could easily smack a Portland team that got killed by a Dallas team that's missing half of their best players. So I think there's a lot of different ways that this can cash, but I'll back the solid three-point defense against a guy who has really not fared well lately offensively. It's kind of similar to the Gordon Hayward play, but it's not the exact same based on the differential between the points that they've actually scored for the last couple of games. But when you've scored less than 17 in three of the last four and your number is 20 and a half, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, uh, I, I've also noticed that, you know, I've been watching some of these Portland games late at night because they're the only ones been on that. He has been struggling for the uh, um, Portland Trailblazers. I mean, the shooting percentages, if you just kind of look at it, I mean, he was 3 of 12 against the 
Dallas Mavericks on the season. He's only averaging about 18 points per game. Um, had the one good game against the Memphis uh, Grizzlies, but that's pretty much been it over his last four games here. So, uh, and like you mentioned, that Damian Lillard has started to look better or has seems like he's turned the corner after a very, very slow start to the season. I think he just uh, looked around and realized he has to chuck the ball 30-something times if they want to win the game. Yeah, and again, I think that's going to have to come into fruition again tonight uh, against the uh, Utah Jazz, who are a seven-point favorite in Portland tonight. But yeah, I do agree with that play as well. Uh, for uh, uh, Norman Powell tonight. I think that, again, it's probably going to have to be another Damian Lillard game tonight uh, if they have any chance of wanting to even cover this number or win this game outright um, for the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, for my last one, I'm going to do another points prop, and I'm going to go over to that team that we just talked about, but I'm going to their opponent in the L.A. Clippers. And that's going to be Marcus Morris uh, Sr. I'm going to take over 14.5 points here tonight. Um, for Marcus Morris. Uh, Morris returned to the lineup for the Clippers on Monday against the Brooklyn Nets, and he played 27 minutes in that game, scored 24 points for the Clippers. Uh, like every other team, the NBA in the NBA, the Clippers are dealing with guys not only being injured, but in, being in the health and safety protocols, where Clippers are dealing with, like I said, injuries as well. Brandon Boston just entered the health and safety protocols for the uh, Clippers. <clears throat> Uh, so that's another piece that they had just lost. So expect to see a lot of minutes tonight for Marcus Morris. Uh, these two teams did match up earlier this season in LA. Marcus Morris scored 20 points for them in 35 minutes. Um, so I expect him to play significant minutes again tonight in Boston. I won't be surprised if he's playing 30 plus minutes. So his number is a little conservative at 14 and a half for Marcus Morris uh, tonight against the Boston Celtics going up against his former team. So I'll take the over 14 and a half points for him tonight. Yeah, that sounds like a gift. You're looking at his last couple of games. He's had 24 exactly in each of the last three that he's played in. He's had at least 17 in uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, in seven of the last eight games he's played in. And if you want to go through the starting lineup, it's not pretty for the Clippers right now because they got Bledsoe, Kennard, Man, Morris, and Zubak. That's projected. But that's an awful starting five. And if you're in a situation where Marcus Morris' last game took 13 shots, and you don't think he shot enough based on the supporting cast, that's how you know your team has some issues. He should shoot the ball at least 20 times. Yeah, and I'm kind of trying to pull up his three-point. Uh, it's at two and a half at plus 135. I don't hate that either tonight for uh, Marcus Mortz. But yeah, uh, this number was a head-scratcher for me when I saw it this morning when I was looking at these player props. So um, yeah, Marcus Mortz over 14 and a half uh, points uh, tonight for uh, the Clippers against the Boston Celtics. Scott, let's take one final break here, bud. We'll come back. We'll get some final thoughts as well as uh, we'll identify our best bets for the NBA schedule tonight for our player props. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner and PropSwap has the best odds on Super Bowl futures. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Last week, Joe from Sacramento purchased a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket at odds of 8-1 to when sportsbooks are only offering Five to one. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. 
We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new app and new company looking to glow, grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's really fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, they just added a really, really cool bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, they'll give you the league a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from TrophySmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download the app today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy.com SGPN. And guys, again, make sure to head over to prizepicks.com. If you're in a state that allows prop betting, prize picks is the way to go. You can bet on your favorite athletes, their stat projections to go over or under. They have a wide, wide range of menus where you can bet on prop bets and just bet over or under stat projections. So make sure to head over to prizepicks.com and make sure to use that promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus. Again, use that promo code SGP for that 100% deposit bonus. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches, tossing bets around and they speak easy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free to in their free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off of Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric, any metric they want. As long as somebody is on the other side, you accept it. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io SGPN. That's SoBet.io SGPN today to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to don't forget to toss up an app review and review the app and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our best bets first. Uh, Scott, I'll give you the floor first. Uh, best bet for tonight. What do you got? So I'm going back to the first one that I gave out. It's LeBron over eight and a half rebounds at plus 104. I like the other plays too, but you're giving me plus money. And yeah. I, I can't say no to plus money. Uh, he's recorded, as I said before, nine in five of the last six games, and he's playing center. So I don't really know what more you want. You're getting a starting center who's playing about 38 minutes pretty much every single night to get over eight and a half rebounds. I have to take that. Yeah, the, the last game that they played against Memphis in Memphis, he notched a triple-double. So uh, I think he might go for another one tonight. He had a triple-double yeah. in the first game at center, but the assists are a little bit iffy mm -hmm. just because of the What's lack great? of quality shooting around him. Yeah. So if you want to go for a triple-double, you can take that too if you get a decent plus price. But mm -hmm. the way I see it is that Memphis is a very good rebounding team. Of course, they have Adams, who's a great rebounder. 
but he's going to have to try to guard on the perimeter now because the Lakers are kind of taking on a rocket small ball five type of lineup. That's kind of what they're rolling with. Yeah. So I don't think Adams is going to play that much because I'm not sure how you're going to use him when he has to guard on the perimeter half the time. Yeah, I agree. I think that was another point that if that, again, I think as we're projecting that, if we see LeBron at the starting position, uh, starting center position tonight, uh, like he did against the Rockets last night, I think that's very interesting that, um, where does that put uh, Steven Adams or who is he going to guard out there um, for the uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies? So that's a great point that you just brought up there, Scott. Um, for my best bet, I'm going to go with the one I just talked about was Marcus Morris tonight. Um, <clears throat> like we've identified, he scored, you know, 20 plus points in um, in a handful of the last games. Again, he should see significant minutes tonight, especially I think with Brendan Boston, who's been playing significant minutes for the uh, Clippers. Now he's in the health and safety protocol. So um, I'm expecting Marcus Morris to step up here like he did against the Nets. And yeah, he's done us before he got injured and was in the health and safety protocol. So uh, expect him to have a big night to maybe probably have another 20 point night here for the uh, LA Clippers against the Boston Celtics. That will be my best bet for tonight uh, in the NBA Wednesday night schedule. Uh, Scott, that will bring us to the end of it, but uh, anything else that we need to get off our chest or maybe the listeners need to know about happening around the NBA and then also let them know where they can find you, man. Well, I think the one piece we got to talk about, I know we've backed him constantly on the pot, on the actual show. Uh-huh. Is Gildress Alexander a top 20 player in the link? Uh, I think so. I'm, we got to talk little, about it. I'm a little biased, but I, I, I think so. He's He's been a darling. He's, he's great. <laughs> yeah. There's really not much more to add. I feel like a broken record at this point, but I don't know how many times he can drop 30 on this roster and people not to realize that he's a, probably a top 20 player in the league. Yeah, it just sucks because he's in the Oklahoma City Thunder market, but like like people like you and I, we're going to notice like these type of players. And as well as our listeners, right, we've, we've talked about, we've harped on SGA for dating back all the way to last season and, and for this season for him to be healthy and doing what he's been able to do for the OKC Thunder, they definitely have a player of the future in Shea Gibkis Alexander. Last time, again, 33 points, got to the free throw line 17 times, 14 of 17, 31 prior to against the Pelicans, 29 against the Suns. I mean, you guys kind of see what we're getting at, but yeah, I love watching this guy play. He, he, he's a he's a real fun guy to watch. If you haven't got a chance to watch a Thunder game, I don't blame you for not watching them, but definitely tune in to watch SGA. He's a, a – I agree, Scott. He's a top 20 player. And I just got one quick shout-out to a team that yeah. was struggling to start the year but has actually done decently lately. Shout-out to New Orleans. You've won Uh-oh. five of six. Congratulations. <laughs> what? I've noticed that the last night when they played the Cavs and they kind of came back and won that game. But I know you and I both. Just saying, they're not yeah. going to go over the win total. So I'm yeah, not worried not. about that. But you win five of six when you're already kind of in the basement. Good for you. Yeah, look, they, they beat the Thunder. They beat the, uh, they beat beat the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> win. Uh, Blazers, Magic, uh, come from behind victory against the Cavs. So, you know, they're, they're winning games here, you know. Um, maybe they uh, pump the brakes a little bit, but they're not going to get over the win total. But uh, yeah, congrats to them for uh, having a little uh, stretch of wins here for sure. Uh, Scott, let the people know where they can find you, man. So you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Besides that, as you said, to start off the show, I've been doing a lot of either YouTube videos or I'm doing a lot of fantasy football work, do the rankings every week, do some articles pretty much every week. But keep them busy. 
My fantasy team lost via tiebreak in the actual standings. And the first week of the consolation bracket, I set the league's all-time record for points in a single week. So that's just, yeah, that's kind of, uh, that that, hurts. Salt in the wound, but that's what it is. Yeah, not fun, but it is what it is. And I don't know. I'll try to make it back next season. We'll see. Yeah, there's always next year, right? That's the, that's a cliche saying in sports. There's always next year, and then there always will be next year. Yeah, fortunately for me, my team is in the uh, championship game this week, so hopefully I can uh, bring home the crown. Um, haven't won in a while, so hopefully I'm uh, feeling confident about my team, so hopefully I can uh, bring that trophy home. Um, yeah, like Scott said, check him out on the uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. Follow him on Twitter uh, as well as uh, the YouTube show that they do daily. A lot of great stuff from uh, him and his co-host. So definitely check him out there. Um, You can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to download the app, guys. I've been talking about this on every single uh, show and pod that I do. Make sure to download the app. Leave a five-star review for us. All the picks and podcasts are right in that app as soon as they drop. Um, Scott does most of the editing, if not all the editing, um, for a lot of the pods on the uh, network, uh, for us. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it's a great, uh, great app. Make sure to download it. <clears throat> with that being said, guys, good luck with your player prop bets tonight and all the bets that you have, whether it's bowl games, NBA, college basketball, whatever the case might be. Good luck with your bets tonight. We will be back, um, on Friday for the prop cast for NFL week 17, as well as player props for the Friday night NBA games till then let's break the books off and let it ride. <laughs>